Pig will not disappoint you. We will have fun together. Oh, hey, you big you. tail animal. <laughs> <laughs> After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Just ask our very own Josh Zolo, whose entire wireless production facility plan lifestyle has been completely revamped and overwhelmed by Mint Mobile's savings. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash M-O-M. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash M-O-M. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Chomos. Thank you for joining us another episode of Your Mom's House Podcast. I'm Tom Segura. With me, as always, is the lovely and talented Christina P. How's it going today? That's great. Well, I got to tell you, I've never loved you more. Uh, really happy today to have a very special guest with us for the entire duration of the show. It is the great Rob Eiler from the Pajama Pants Podcast. Thank you for coming, Rob. Thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked. Christina and I are both really excited to see you. Yeah, I'm uh, getting this text. I was pumped, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here, yeah. Thank you. We're going to have a lot of fun today. There's a lot of things to talk about. A lot of clips to watch. Um, There's also part of me that wonders, like, did half a million people just go, ugh? No. Okay. No, a lot of, a lot of people were <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to hear so many, you know, mm-hmm. chatty, nonsensical <laughs> estrogen vibes, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Right? I'm just, you know, I'm playing with you, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there's some really really important stuff to get into i think we should open the show and then get into some of the the biz stuff and then we'll you know we'll rock and roll so here we go opening clip let's make sure the volume is up it is let's go what are you doing I thought it was locked. My bad, man. trying to take your shit man just fucking knock the door down dude. I was what the fuck about busting my knee open, dude? I didn't see it. Trying to take a dookie. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Fucking A is right, man. <laughs> Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Yo, mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house.
Trying to take a shit, man. Don't kick the door open. <laughs> that would, by the way, that dude was like, he had like real stoner kind of vibes, you know? He's like, bro, like, what's up, man? You know? Like, fucking hate it. <laughs> like, I would not be cool. <laughs> I wouldn't be cool at all. I'd no. be so upset. It's also interesting the type of people who still will agree to wear a mask, right? Like, that guy, he's, <laughs> you'd think a guy who's kicking in the door of a stall in a bathroom would probably be like, fuck Corona and like, fuck yeah. masks. And <laughs> I'm just so not true. that kind of dude. But I know. And it's also like, I mean, we've all. <laughs> he's got checked- like the N95. <laughs> <laughs> he's really taking it seriously. But like, it's, we've all like, check the stall door and you're like, oh, like to go like, I'll just kick this fucking thing off the hinges. I mean, it's a real aggressive way to, to open a door. Try to take your shit, man. <laughs> uh, one time I was at an after hours, uh, like, you know, in New York City, there'd be all these fucking crazy after hours. And I took this girl who I should not have taken to an after hours. Like, she wasn't that type of girl. But it's mm-hmm. like seven in the morning and we're at the after hours. And she's like, can you go? She goes to the bathroom. She comes back. She's like, will you go with me to the bathroom or whatever? And I'm like, you're fine. Like, we're in a place with like the windows painted black and there's like not, it's not a good vibe, but I'm like, you're fine. Like, just go to bed. She's like, please. So I go to the bathroom with her and I'm like, you're going to be okay. And we get there and the door was off the hinges. Jesus, man. So what she asked me to do was like, put the door cover the cover the hole and stand there and make sure nobody like was looking at her go to the bathroom did she pee i yeah i think she was just peeing yeah Yeah. i think we we really don't (laughs) think about how often they're shitting you know yeah i try christina (laughs) because we have to shit sometimes at random hours and you're like oh i don't know i guess i never consider that that chick might be taking a shit too and you think I've heard a lot about like when girls are dating a guy and they go on vacation and stuff like she'll go, she'll be like, oh, I need to go to the store and get something, but she'll go to the hotel bathroom to shit. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big one. Yeah. Which like good, like, wow. Yeah. What a lady. What a lady. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Before I forget. Okay. A couple of big, big biz announcements for us. First of all, uh, thank you to everybody that saw the last live show, the last uh, streaming live YMH live number four. It is now on our rentals page, ymhstudios.com slash rentals. Please go and enjoy. Uh, there are other episodes from past live shows, uh, two bear shows, um, all the past YMH lives, the New Year's, et cetera, et cetera. They're all there. So go ahead and check that out. Then I'm extremely stoked to tell you that if you go to the store, store.ymhstudios.com, we have partnered with one of my favorites, uh, Jeremy Fish, who's a brilliant artist, designer, uh, has developed for us and with us the Jeremy Fish collection. So there's YMH, um, there's Two Bears stuff, there's a, a big nod to my my um, love of extra ice in my coffee, and even Fed Smoker designs. Um, these are not uh, like regular designs, They're, they are works of art, and because of that, we went and got like the best materials that we could find for the garments, the shirts, um, mug, etc., cetera, the, the, the coffee tumbler. It's all like high, high, high quality stuff. And we're elated. It's all limited run. So the stuff is not probably going to last that long. But we're so thrilled and want to thank Jeremy Fish for working with us on this. I'm really, really excited about it. Check it out, store.ymhstudios.com. And lastly, a huge announcement, and I know that, I don't know if, Christina, if you want to go ahead and take this one, what's going to happen May 5th? 
Okay, I'll take it then. So we are going to be doing your mom's house live recording in front of a live audience on May 5th at the West Palm Beach Improv. The whole crew's coming out. We're bringing cameras. We're bringing a whole setup. You can get tickets that go on sale this Wednesday. That would be April 14th. April 14th, they're on sale. The show is May 5th at the West Palm Beach Improv. We're coming out. We're shooting, recording the whole thing in front of a live audience. So if you want to get tickets, they're on sale Wednesday. We're extremely excited to be able to do this. So thank you to everybody that will come out to that. And we will make it like a big special release. Uh, It won't be streaming live, but we're going to try to cut it and edit it, turn it around and put it up on our Reynolds page uh, as fast as we can. So we're thrilled about that. And I wanted to tell you that as well. And that's it. That's okay. That's all the business. It's out of the way. Um, Now back to this guy. I mean, what? That's an interesting uh, question. What? How would you handle you're taking a shit and somebody kicked the fucking door open and it fell on you? I mean, listen, I'm not a big guy, but I think I'd be fighting with a shitty ass. Yeah. Like, you, you, you kind of, what are you going to, like, I, not like this guy, though. He's, he's, who oh, you, no, no, no. Like, yeah. even if I'm not fighting, that's never me. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Bro. Like, let me know. Yeah. Bro, I'm taking a dookie, bro. <laughs> like, oh, you made a mistake, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Try to take a dookie. <laughs> that's so fucking ridiculous. He's ridiculous. And then, like, but you know, he might be talked because he is trying to put it, but I'd be like, if for any reason you did kick the door in as soon as like you're gone like yeah. he's trying to talk like oh my bad and like my put bad, the door dog. back on like it's just come on dude you- yeah i liked also my favorite i think my favorite part of this whole thing is i'll just latch this door back on yeah <laughs> at the end <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like, well it came off easy yeah dude because <laughs> of brute force you kicked the fucking door man like what are you doing? I thought it was locked. My bad. Trying to take a shit, man. Just fucking knock the door down, dude. I thought it was locked. I, th- I didn't think anybody was in here. What the fuck? I thought I it was locked. Open, it was dude. locked. I didn't see it. Trying to take. Like, it was locked. I thought it was locked. It was. Because I was taking a shit. That, that, that guy got the best case scenario that he yeah. got that guy on the toilet. The best. Yeah. He's got to do what are you doing, dude? He could have gotten like, just so chill. many guys who are like you said. I'm fighting you with a shitty ass right now. For sure. Yeah. 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 You do that to like a fucking gorilla of a dude. You know what I mean? If the, the guy taking a shit's like 6'5", 290, and you're like, oh, fuck. And we also, the mindset of someone to be chilling in that stall with like his pants around his ankles taking a shit. Like I, I, I'm crazy about shitting. Yeah. But you know, like he might be down to, you know, throw some hands or yeah. whatever. Like he's down to get messy. Like he's, yeah, he's yeah. very comfortable in the public stall. He very much is. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people would be, I got to cover up or something. This dude pulled his phone out. Yeah. That's I uh, do. you think there's a chance this might be fake? I mean, there's a, there is a fake. There's always the fake possibility. My whole thing about the phone is that like a lot of people take a shit with their phone out. So that also makes kind of sense, but it is kind of odd that it would be that well orchestrated and that he's not that upset. And I think his knee might be a little more fucked up than that. Like his knee might be shattered from that, that door could falling be. on. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, I'll tell you what I think is not fake at all. 
<laughs> oh, they're so <laughs> Oh, that wasn't fake. Yeah, they should make a beat with the screams. Uh, yeah. And then and then do the rap over the beat. I'll tell you what, someone's gonna do that. Yeah, great. <laughs> someone's gonna definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the crazy thing is is like that could be the number one freestyler where he's from. We we don't know. We definitely don't know. And that dude, that dude could be like the Jay Z of fucking Bengali or wherever the yeah. fuck he is. Yeah. Was he trash or was he like sick? I, I mean, don't. I don't know. I was into it. I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. Keep going. It keep rhymed going. to me. Keep keep <laughs> keep going till those bees arrive. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. We um we both share a complete and total disdain. For a couple public acts, one whistling in public, the 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 guy that whistles in line when you're like, wait, oh, that's waiting to get a coffee, and you're like, like I, it takes everything inside of me to go, what are, what the fuck are you doing? Like to not say that, what are you doing, man? Like we're all we're inside, it's gonna echo in here. <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind? It's 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 a mental illness. It right? kind of yeah. I think I I heard one time. I don't know if it's true. That a somebody doing that, particularly indoors, like in a closed space, that it is a form of uh, like asserting dominance because you're, you know, what I mean, you're you're kind of like going like, oh, this is I'm this is my space now, right? And everybody else has to like listen to this performance of yours, and they don't have a choice unless they go, hey, stop fucking whistling, man. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a dick. It's it's hard. It's aggressive. It's yeah. passive aggressive, I guess. I mean, it's it's not that different. Um, it's not that different than somebody on a speakerphone, which I have complete disdain for. Now you're talking my language. I I yeah, that that gets me fucking good. But then, like a thing with the whistling thing, right? Is like now that I'm fucking trying to get older and I'm trying to meditate and be this like. I sit there and I go, well, why is this guy whistling making me so angry? Right, like, why? Yeah. Angry, okay, like, hey, that's not cool, don't do it. But where, like, the rest of my day, when I see people later that day, I'm like, do you know what just happened to me? Yeah. And they think it's like, oh, my God, what? And I'm like, what? the guy behind me was whistling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Right, and then yeah. now I'm the crazy guy because I think that guy's a I get set dick. off by a little shit. I, you know what I got mm-hmm. really set off by, like, a week ago? So I did these, by the way, I did... uh four shows in Spanish last week in Texas, stand-up shows, and it was a blast. It was honestly some of the best audiences I've ever performed in front of because they just, they just like, they were so appreciative. You could just sense that they were appreciating the show, which is like a really special thing. A lot of times, show sometimes you go, you go to a show and it's like the show is like, well, let's see what you got, you know? And there wasn't like that feeling. The feeling was like, Fuck yeah. Which can happen in English too. I feel like it's more regular or normal when you travel abroad. It's almost like they're like, you're fucking, you came all this way. Like they don't say it to you, but you sense it. 
the Spanish language shows had that feel every time where they were like, fuck yes, dude. Like, let's, let's see this. And the crowds were amazing. They were so like, they were amazing. I, I feel really, really fortunate. And I had uh, Richard Villa and uh, Christina Sanchez on all the shows, really great comics. And they opened the shows up. But I'll tell you something that really sets me the fuck off. And it's, I guess I think if I say it, people will be like, why are you upset? I don't know. I don't know why I'm this upset. <laughs> but it's that when you do shows like this, you get an advance, meaning uh, it's like a document that says like, here's your hotel, here's what time the show is, here's the address, like all the information pertinent to doing a show. Right. And a lot of times, the, like if you pull up to a venue you've never been to before, you're like, where, like the venues have parking for the artists, entrance for the, so I'm like, I pull up to a venue I haven't been to and I go, I pull up the advance and it says like, here's your contact, right? Person's name and phone number. So I call and they, uh, they don't answer. So I'm like, all right, I'll give them a second, call them back. They don't answer. I text them, no answer. I text them a second time, no answer. I'm starting to get like irritated by this. So then I, I'm like, all right, I'll call the actual number of the venue. You know what I mean? So now I'm like, all right, my contact <laughs> isn't answering. I'll call, the, I'll call the venue. So I call the venue. The venue's like, if you'd like to talk to somebody, press like four. I press four and it goes, no one's available right now. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. I start to get like heated about it. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Finally, I get a call from a different number and the guy goes, uh, hey, uh, so-and-so said you were calling? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, yeah, they're on the phone. They're on the phone right now. And I was like, oh, okay. I go, well, I'm here. I don't know where to go or anything. And he's like, oh, just like pull. Like he gives me directions where to park. And I'm already just like, I'm fucking fired up, you know? I'm like, <laughs> so I park. And then the person who I was calling goes, yes, yeah, sorry, I was on the phone. And I was like, right, but you know it's showtime, right? Like we have a show right now. And I've never been here. And I'm like, you know, I'm calling you. And Who's he like, on the phone with? Chappelle? Yeah, I was like, like and I go, who, who are you talking to? I, or, I, I didn't ask it, but they, they volunteered it. They go, well, I was talking to one of the, uh, the club owners. And I go, but do, wouldn't the owner want you to run this show? And they're like, yeah, I should have told him that I had to go. That's what they said. I should have told him I had to go. And I was like, yeah, all right. I, dude, it, it took me like, 20 minutes to not be fucking irritated by it. And I didn't want, I don't want to be. Of course. I want to be like those people who are like, eh, it's no big deal, man. Like, you know, you, you know, people who are like, let it go. Oh yeah. I don't have, I don't have it. I, I don't, don't have it. And I, yeah. and I, and then people get critical of you for being upset. They'll be like, just fucking calm down. You're like, yeah, that doesn't work. Like you saying that doesn't help me. I, I don't feel like when you told me that I shouldn't be upset, <laughs> That yeah. now I'm not upset. I think 20 minutes is actually a very short time. Yeah, it's not that long to be because I I, I think you're, I think you're still upset. <laughs> I think, I, <laughs> no, it's because I'm reliving it. No, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I would still that would yeah like that's here's how here's how much I when the show was over I sat the person down and I go hey I was really upset and I just want you to know that I'm not upset anymore. And they were nice. like they were like I'm really sorry that I didn't answer. I was like, oh, that you didn't answer or text or anything like that? I go, it's okay. Right, like I'm not mad anymore, but if you do it again, I'll rip your fucking eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, I don't know what to do. 
to not be like this. When people don't, it, it is, it's just a thing that I don't think ever goes away. Maybe when, when people don't have common sense yeah. or common, like decency, courtesy, like, etiquette, hey, this, basic. Yeah. It's like, it feels like you're going out of your way to make me angry. Yeah. Like, and, and not even to make me angry, but just like do whatever you're doing that is making me like, like think if you think about clicking over to somebody and going, Hey, here's where you park or like getting another human, letting them know, Hey, Tom's calling me. Here's Tom's number. Call him and say this when you could have just like that. That's what happened. I get in my head about how fucking stupid people. And and yeah, that that gets. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes, you know, especially Corona and shit. But it's like sometimes I'll be like, I'm having such a great day. And then I interact with the first person. Yeah. And it goes away. And I'm like, this is why I stay inside. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't understand how this is so. But then I had friends back in the day growing up in New York who were like, I remember I had a friend one time who buzzed me from the lobby that he was coming up and he came up 15 minutes later and I was like, where, where were you for 15 minutes? He was like, oh, I got in a fight with your doorman. And I was like, how the interaction is like, Hey Rob apartment. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you, you will get in the elevator. Like in what, yeah, how did it get to a fight? <laughs> how do you get into a fucking fight? But my friends, you know, some people were just <laughs> yeah. Some people. So I don't feel like I look for that shit, you know. But I, yeah. I do. I feel disrespected by um, a lack of like courtesy and decency. Like it really bothers me a lot, you know. Yeah, and it Even, doesn't have to be like oh you didn't hold the door like that's no. fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more like hey it was it would be like if. I was walking through the door and you closed it on me. <laughs> like that. It's like, it yeah. was easier for you to just do this for time when people disrespect your time. Yeah. You know, like someone's like, we'll meet at two and you're like, it is two 30 and you have like, what's going on. And they're like, Oh yeah. And you're like, you didn't think that I would want to know that you're going to show up 40 minutes late or something. What the fuck are you? What's wrong with you? You know? Well, we, we talked about this when you did my podcast, but I feel like when you, I was addicted to Percocets for a long time and just like opiates, whatever. And you, you develop a real thick skin for people disrespecting your time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> because they are just, there's no, like, I had a guy who said, like, um, you know, hey, I'll I'll be there in an hour. And you're like, okay, great. Because, oh, you know, yeah. like, this tomorrow. It's like the bike guy. Right, My exactly. Guy, yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, that's great that you'll be here in an hour. Because tomorrow, if I don't get these, I'll be sick. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for coming in an hour. And then two hours goes by and you call him. And then it's three hours, four hours. And then it's like that night. And I had one guy who was so crazy that he'd be like, oh, I'm right downstairs. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll be right there. 20 minutes later, I'd call him. He'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm walking in your lobby right now. 20 minutes later, call him. He's like, I'm getting in the elevator. Like, I, I swear there were times where I called him. He'd be like, I'm in the hallway. And I'd open my door and I'd be like, I'm in the hallway. Yeah. You're not in the ho-. And then, like, I call him 20 minutes later and then he just doesn't answer for, like, yeah. 12 hours. But what they what they don't want you to go get from someone else. So that's why they tell you the lie. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, I'm, I'm right. But then, like, there were times where I became friends with these people because I was seeing them so much because I was taking so sure. many Percocets sure. that then I'd be with them and they'd be sitting with me, like, smoking a blunt on my couch and they'd pick up their phone and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the elevator. And I'm like, you scum. You scumbag. Yeah, but I kind of, but part of me kind of felt good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing behind the curtain and, like, uh, what's going on. But then... The next time when he was doing it to me, I'm like, dude, I know you're not. Yeah. I know you're, I and know they you're don't, fucking with me right now. They don't care at all. No, of course. No. No, just like bike guy. He didn't give a fuck when he was. No. He was and, definitely on drugs, though. Yeah, and just like when somebody would come meet me and hand me 400 Percocets, I wouldn't care anymore either. You know? Like, it was yeah. like, 
cool. Oh, yeah. Like, how's your day? You know, and it was like, oh, you just lied to me for you know 24 hours. By the way, you know what gives you a perspective on getting upset about things? Having toddlers. Because I have two boys, and they're two and a half and five. And, like, I see them lose their shit on things, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, from the adult, like, more mature perspective, I'll be like, buddy, like, you don't be... Don't don't be so upset. He's like, Ugh! like my, my five year old fell, uh, like off the back of his tricycle, and he and he actually fell on the concrete. And he goes, "This is why I hate concrete. I like grass." And I was like, "Yeah, right." He's like, "Why don't we have more grass?" And I go, "It's a good call. We're gonna get some grass." And he was walking around just fuming. And I was like, "Dude, you gotta." I go, "Just let's take a breath." And he was like, Ugh! like so so upset. And by the way. The, the tactic when they when they tell you ways to calm down, number one is breathe, like take a breath. Yeah. And that's what I'm always trying to tell him. Um, and then admit, it says here, number two is admit that you're anxious or angry. Okay, I'll do that. Challenge your thoughts. That actually helps when you're like, is this like worth being upset about? You know, should I be upset about, like, should I be this upset? That's what I was asking myself the other day, I swear to you, in this green room. I'm like, is this worth being this upset about? Like, right. I don't do that enough. Yeah. What? So I just, I, I got should, irritated. Release should, the anxiety or anger. How? Just jerk off? What, <laughs> what I think about a lot is like, I was angry about something this week last year. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. So why am I letting this get to me when a year from now, I'm not going to know about, I'm not going to remember this day yeah. being angry. And so it's just like, I could let it go now or I could let it go in three hours or three months. But a lot of times it doesn't work. Yeah, that's true. Visualize your calm. That's a good one. Think it through. Just be like, I'm going to go to prison. Yeah. You By know? the way, it's like, number, like we should have just had the guy who got the door kicked in write this fucking article. <laughs> Keep taking a shit. Yeah. It's like, what? It's just like, oh, it's all good, oh, bro. Yeah, he's got the right perspective, man. Oh, my God. Listen to music. Uh, that could help. That can help. Yeah. Change your focus. That's not so easy, though. You know, some of these like change your focus and relax your body are on here. That's not easy when you're that fired up, though. You know, walk out of the room. It says, but what if you're shitting? <laughs> yeah. What if you're taking a shit? And someone kicked the door on you and your knee split open. Right. Yeah. How do I leave the room and relax? Whew. Write it down. Relax your body. He was trying, you Write know, it down is a good one. Get some fresh air. Eh. Fuel your body with what? Anger. Oh. <laughs> Drop your shoulders. Yeah, that's true. That's all right. Because you fucking, that's true. Have a centering object. Mm. Okay. Identifying pressure points to calm anger and anxiety. Yeah, it's right between my legs. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> right, Christina? Yeah. <laughs> Never seen her this shy before. <laughs> I got to say, it's quite a turn on. Yeah, I think, you know what I think? Like, so obviously she was talking about wanting to fuck those Cobra Kai, like the dudes on Cobra Kai, uh -huh. and like HBO just put out Godzilla vs King Kong. Like they had the, the two juggernauts go out, and I think Netflix needs to do like Tom Segura vs Cobra Kai. Yeah, and I think you just go in there and fuck them up, fuck them all up. Yeah, I don't know how many more months you need to fully recover, but and then I go like, now who do you want to fuck? Yeah. Bitch. Right, you just pop on the screen in an episode, and you don't tell her you're doing it. You yeah. just start kicking teenagers in the face. Are they still hot? You still turned on by them? Yeah. They're all paralyzed now. Yeah, who's Hawk now? Yeah. Hawk. Gotta let her know. Rip that kid's fucking neck in half. Piece of shit. Do fucking 
Taekwondo with your toes from now on. <laughs> your breathing tube. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, by the way. Um, you like the noise Hawk makes when he breathes, Christina? Does it turn you on? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, normally, when we play something on the live show, it's just for the live show. But one clip, it's not an outrageously, it's not like a graphic clip, but it's so, it, it so made me laugh. Like just like everything about it, and so I'm I'm brought it on. I I'm, I'm gonna play it here. Uh, so for those of you that didn't see the live show, this is a a clip that we played on it. And I just I'll tell you why I love it in a moment. But here's <laughs> here's the clip. Okay, so basically I got nutted in the other night, and in one hand she has a Plan B, and in the other hand she has a prenatal vitamin, and we're gonna Russian roulette and see. I'm just going to take one and then see, you know, what happens in a month. Let's think the side. So, <laughs> y'all ready? Just put it right now. <laughs> what? You dropped it? <laughs> Glass of wine. Are you guys wine? ready to see the pill that's left? Like, there's, I love everything. This so, is why you love chicks with tattoos. Th- first of all, I'm in love. Yeah. Now, secondly, uh-huh. okay. So first of all, she's cute AF, right? She is casually, <laughs> she casually begins with, basically I got nutted in. <laughs> the be- Do you think there's anyone who's mentally stable enough watching this show right now who's not turned on by her? No, no. Like, is there a guy is. who's like, oh, no, but that's so unattractive that she's this crazy or this because I'm not. No, you're in, right? Oh, man. Oh, so. I lo- like, she's, what is it? F-G-T-R-T? She What's is, the- yeah, for girls that ride till death, yeah. She, I'll tell you right now, she's not fucking around. No. Like, she's. So she's super hot, and and I love that uh, the way that she, I love when women especially, it's like men, we always have, like, casual conversations about sex, and sometimes, like. You talk to women and you have to you have to gauge whether or not they're okay with that. But something about a woman who cat like talks about it, in other words, like like it's not there's no stigma attached, not so serious. It's attra- it's appealing. It's fun. It's fun to talk about, right? Yeah. So she has that. So she's attractive. She talks about it this way. And with her friend and the the casual nature of <laughs> will I abort or keep this child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like we're talking about are we gonna get ham or turkey for, day, for lunch today we're just gonna see what happens we'll in a month what's up yeah. uh, i guess we're eating turkey so <laughs> and, and then and the fact that her friend got her uh to, to take the prenatal vitamin <laughs> yeah. the whole thing to me it's like it's she's sexy it's funny it's super entertaining well these two ended up watching the live show. I was just going to say. This girl's so cool. Wow. Oh, man. So 
Anyways, I think she's great. I think she she would be quoted at like you know how they have quotes for shows afterwards like you know this person saw it and said yeah. this like she would see YMH live and be like yeah what is that a show for pussies uh-huh. like you know because right. she's a fucking she's a savage she's a, she's a gangster she's so, like, she's totally gangster by the way I I've seen your eyes light up I mean I'm kind of, yeah I'm really I'm kind of distracted from this whole yeah thing because she's so hot I want to make a love connection yeah oh no listen. If I was if I was twenty two, yeah, I would already I'd be on my phone already. Right. You're twenty four. Just fucking give her a call. Man. Yeah, no, I, I I can't. If I have that in my life, I'll <laughs> yeah. be back to doing. I'll be I'll be back to waiting for my drug dealer for seventy two hours in my apartment with her. Like, I listen. I yeah, it, we couldn't be. We'd be playing Russian roulette all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> she yeah, because she is fucking. She's the type of you know. She's great. Yeah, she's she is trouble yeah getting engaged is special for so many reasons you get to plan the perfect proposal celebrate the love you've built so far and look forward to the love you'll build for the rest of your lives the only part that's not so special shopping for an engagement ring if you don't know what you're doing that's where bluenow.com comes in bluenow.com is the original online jeweler since 1999 they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with blue nile you can create a bigger more brilliant piece you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. They're committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. It's tough to find a place you can trust when you're shopping for diamonds. But Blue Nile is that place. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code YOURMOM at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off. With the code your mom, Y O U R M O M at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So, speaking of trouble, fun trouble, good trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, are you out there dating? Yeah. So, um, for the past couple of years, especially like Corona, obviously slam dunk, but like I wasn't dating at all. And then two weeks ago, so I went to San Diego with my buddy Kasim, who I do my podcast with. It was the first time that I left. Uh, LA since Corona started and as soon as you got there it was like oh life's going on here yeah like this is real so he was on the dating app and he's like yo you could we start talking I'm like you know what I'm gonna get on and I didn't expect anything and it was like you know maybe two weeks ago or so and I've uh I'm going on my third date tomorrow nice yeah and three different girls oh this is your third different date yeah 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 how how have the first two been uh, they were, you know, yeah, I, I like, you know, I don't want to come on here and, and no, I understand. I understand. Yeah, like I'll talk shit about people who put themselves out there, yeah, yeah. but they were, <laughs> they weren't really putting themselves out there, but they, listen, they were, it just wasn't a, a love connection. Yeah, I mean, look, that's what dating is. You see where you see when you click, Yeah, you know, I remember going on dates, uh, and it's like, there is that thing. Sometimes I feel like you almost want to be able to, like, I wish sometimes you could go, uh, Hey, I know it's only been like 10 minutes. Do you want to just leave? So that's dating on the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. That's what dating yeah, on the spectrum yeah. is. Like, yeah. you're like, hey, I'm going to fart and leave. Yeah. Because that's what's up. Like, I and, and, and nobody has a problem with it. Like, it's like we're, but yeah, you know, you definitely feel, but you know what? I also like pre-corona, I felt that way, way more where like, as soon as I knew there wasn't a connection, I, I'd want it to end. Mm-hmm. Where now I'm like, hey, I don't really mind talking to this person for 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not that bad because you've had so little social interaction. Yeah. Over the last 
year or you know however long it's been so it's like but but man before corona i just i couldn't do it like as soon as we said as soon as somebody like whistled or did the fucking anything that i didn't have time for the oh when when people do that (laughs) it drives me fucking in it why does it bother you so much i don't know we'd have to talk for a long time we have to get dr drew in here but i think it's like it just seems so fake yeah to me and it's so like oh what do you like somebody who like and it's somebody you know like if you like i don't know i think like you give someone a hug if you like like i'm I'm staying away from you and like making these hands but like i think it's usually celebrities who do it who don't want to touch yeah people so they go hey i'm letting you know i'm i love you do they do that in person to people oh yeah yeah like it's a fucking weird it's it's just so like yeah it's just gross okay that one really bothers me the, yeah, well, that's what, the, and then they put it that one over the chest, like yeah. uh, what's her, Heidi Klum on like uh, America's Got Talent, like puts it over her chest and like and then pushes it out at the person and like back to her chest. And I'm like, what? What is it? Like, I just, I don't, I, you know, point of personal privilege. Oh boy, it fucking pisses me off. Oh. I don't like it. I saw that. Um, was it Paulina Poroskova? She was the one that was married to uh, Rick. What's his name? He died. I think he died. And he left her out of, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick Ocasek. Rick Ocasek. Sounds like a cool guy. Left her out of the will? He left her out of the will. Sounds like a cool guy. And she is like, I, I want to say penniless or something. Like, I just saw some blurb about her that it's like she's in a really bad place right now. But I think he left her out of the will for a, for a reason, though. She, she's in a really bad place now. She was fine when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she found out she wasn't in the will... She, what is it? Seeks part of late Cars frontman estate, uh, then makes money joke. What is it saying? Yeah, she was, uh, she's just trying to get, uh, she's just trying to get back into the will after the death, it looks like. <laughs> okay. Um, cool, cool lady. But the reason, is there, isn't there, it was revealed in November before his death that he wrote a will instructing that. She should not receive any of his belongings or money as he claimed the model had abandoned him amid their divorce proceedings. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. So I think he, um, he, because he was older than her, older and getting sick, and I guess she, she ditched him, so he, he changed the will. Because they were together for a long-ass time, man. He's got to be, what, he had to have been 20-plus years older than her or something like that? Nice move, Rick. I got to say... <laughs> I gotta say, I dig, I dig cutting her out on your way out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, just, just watch your fucking mouth. Uh huh. Look how look how easy this is, Christina. Yeah. So just and when I say watch your mouth, I mean keep it exactly as it is right now. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to end up like Paulina, right? That's right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, I gotta say, I think it's really irresponsible of Nadav that like he has a platform mm-hmm. and he's not using it. Mm-hmm. Where like I think he he says that when he googles that his fingers are too fat and they touch all the other keys. Yeah, which makes us wonder like are keyboards inclusive enough? That's true because maybe they're just for thin fingers, and right. that's not cool. And he has a platform as a as a half Latinx. I can tell you that it bothers me. Yeah. It bothers me that it's not an inclusive enough keyboard. So we should change keyboards. Yeah. I think. And make them inclusive for everyone. By the way, I have a lot of people that hit me up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wondering how you you felt about how's your fat. 
No, yeah, it's, you know, working here, you develop calluses in really weird places. Yeah, and that's one? Is that, that was one that was just like, yeah, that's just a normal sentence. That's yeah. not... There's there's times where I'm talking to people where I say something crazy, and I'm like, oh, I forget that I'm not at work. Right. Because there are certain things you could really only say here, and then everywhere else, it's socially unacceptable. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's, um, what, that's what I didn't remember about dating, which I think, when I was dating when I was younger, there was only like one note I had, where like, now that I'm older, and I'm seeing different things and trying to be a you know a better person it's like you realize it's not only do i want to be with this person but it's like do i want to be this person more often because in some of the girls you talk to it's like very sexual some of them it's like oh we're having deep conversations some of them it's like oh we're just laughing the whole time yeah so you kind of have to decide like what what do i want like yeah this chick is hot and she seems cool and this but do i want to be like if we don't have that, if we're only having deep conversations, is that the way to go? Because it's like, I have my friends to laugh with. Mm-hmm. So maybe I want to lean more towards the deep conversations or this, where like, when I was 22, it was just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got to say, I still enjoy this aspect of you a lot. <laughs> I know people who are listening think you're talking to me. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I really like you. Um, the uh, have you been following at all our big titted animal challenge? Oh, come on! So, I I feel like <laughs> come on. I feel like I should fucking Facetime Jamie Lynn right now and hit her with a and record it and. <laughs> It would have big <laughs> We should definitely do that. We should do it. Uh, we have a few more uh, that were sent in. Would you like to see? Yeah, and you talked about you'd have to do a whole show like this. I could get on board. I yeah. I fucking love it. I love the big titted animal. Big titted animal really makes me laugh. Yeah, I love I love that big titted animal challenge has um like different notes. You know, like there's the people who are like the girls who are like, hey, and then the ones who are like, what the fuck did you just call? <laughs> Yeah, and then there's the ones that laugh. Like there's there's really like different ways it can be received. So I haven't seen this yet, or these yet. This is from uh, Ryan and Jess. Can I shoot? No. Happy Easter, you big titted animal. Get in the kitchen and make me some breakfast. Ah. <laughs> there's a lot of love in that house. Yeah, the 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 children involved is another note we didn't <laughs> bring. Yeah, that's one we really haven't seen much of. Right, and those are children that can understand what you're saying fully. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't even and they didn't even flinch, so no. they understand it all a lot around. The they house. understand that dad does this kind of thing a lot. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, Carson. I'm sorry I laughed That's over okay. what he said <laughs> You ready pop that baby out You big titted animal <laughs> She's in a hospital bed Yeah He said are you ready to pop that baby out You big titted animal That's... That was the best She went like mm-hmm. What do you think the girl with the plan B roulette Would do if a guy said this to her I think she's cutting him You know it depends on her mood I think she could I think there's a certain guy in a certain mood she's in where she laughed. The fuck did you call me? Like she laughs and plays. There's a certain mood she's in. Like if she were in this bed, I don't know, man. I don't think she'd oh, be cool no. with it. Something's <laughs> popping up on the citizen yeah, app yeah. right away. I think yeah. she'd just pop it out. She'd pop that baby out and then fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. fucking, she'd wrap that umbilical cord around your neck. She's you so know? dangerous. I love it. Um, here's Jerry. Doing all right. You big titted ah. animal. Ah. <laughs> You're doing all right, you big-titted animal. What? 
I said if you're doing all right, you big titted animal. Which animal? Animal. <laughs> you, you're a big titted animal. I don't think we've seen anything like this yet. Doing it's a it, very fun new lane. Yeah, it's a fun new lane. Doing it to your guy friend who speaks English as a second language. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do it to Bert. <laughs> Definitely. He it would just roll off his back. He would oh. he would even register. Um, here is uh, I guess this is from Troy. Oh, it's a Wingstop order. It says. Okay. Oh. Oh, he's oh he's texting it. Hey, big <laughs> your order from Wingstop is being delivered. That's very funny. Oh, so his name on, on the it, app is Big Titted Animal. animal. Yeah, that's great. That's very funny. And this is oh, and there it is. It arrives. <laughs> big Titted Animal. Somebody wrote, hand wrote it <laughs> on the bag. That's very funny. It's a good move. That is very funny. BTA. BTA is a good one. Oh my God. <laughs> So, dates for you? You're gonna go on more dates? Uh hopefully. If this, I hope you gave me a, one. you gave me a peek at what's out there on the phone. Oh yeah, there are some. And like my favorite ones are the people who, and much like you guys talk about on TikTok, is like don't understand what the app is for. Yeah. Like one girl was like, I'm looking for a lease with options to buy, and it's a picture of someone who's never made a joke ever. No. Like she's not kidding around and trying to be funny. Like she's. Mm-hmm. Very serious. And then there's my favorite one is like, there's a photo of a girl who, again, you could tell she's just not a funny person. And it's very, like the most boring picture you've ever seen. And above it, the caption, because you could pick captions and then you fill in the, the photo, right? Because if yeah. people made the captions, they'd get crazy. So the caption was, you had to be there. And it's her looking like she's on like death row. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're just like, no, like, thank God I wasn't and I'm not yep. there. Yeah. You, know? you don't want to be there. And there's just, you you can't believe that some people can put a photo as their profile picture that puts out the, so not a sexual the, vibe. The least flattering photo. You showed me a, a slew of photos that like you, you have to go, <laughs> even like when you go like this person is not subjectively attractive to me, you go, they could put a better photo up. Yeah, or, or just not the worst one. They had. Like, yeah. how, like there was one that we saw where it's from the bottom of somebody who's sitting on an airplane with like the overhead bins open. So it's like during takeoff. So it's like, Hey, bunch of shit's going on. Okay. Like, Hey, everybody put your fucking, you know, please turn your devices off. And she's like, Oh no, wait, first I got to get my dating app profile picture before I put this away. Yeah. And like takes that picture and put like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? It's, it's crazy. And it's, it's like the fucking person like, whistling. Like, we need to know what they're thinking. <laughs> this is what I look like, right? And like, I could just go take a picture with my phone down here and be like, hey, and then post that picture from underneath and, and with my eyes half closed and be like, well, there's my dating app photo. And I think people would be like, hey, man, um, that's probably not the best photo of you you could take, right? Right. Like, you might. <laughs> I think a friend would be like, "Hey, let me help you out. Let me, let me hold the camera for you." Yeah, maybe or, stand up. I don't know. Hey, it's twenty twenty one. How about the other three hundred pictures you have of, yeah, yourself, of yourself? Yeah, in I mean, your phone. Like it's there's one you showed me where someone's on just on a plane and they're like, "Yeah, it's the <laughs> craziest." That that one sticks with me more than anything, and it's like the simplest. What and, are if for for somebody on an app like when you're when you're what's a deal breaker? What are the deal breakers? 
if if I could tell you're stupid just from your photo, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking you just broke a deal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I can't like you it's like how dumb like what are you do there's like when when the the caption doesn't match the photo. Like I remember one caption was like again, you picked them, so they picked like the caption said, I can teach you this and it was just someone standing there. I can teach you this? Yeah. And it's like what and instantly I'm like, you're just yeah. you're on another planet. <laughs> you know Now is there a direct correlation? Okay, I'm gonna be real careful with the way I word this. Uh-huh. Is there a direct correlation between notable stupidity that immediately registers and level of unattractiveness? Well, I Do think they... it's I think it's when they're really hot, I don't notice it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think it, I, don't, I think it's how dumb I am once I'm like, oh, you're it's really hot. Like, and then like, they say if, something if dumb. If I just got nutted and put there, you'd be like, this is cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Super hot chick. And it's like my favorite thing to do on a Saturday. It's like play plan B roulette. You're yeah. like, hey, that's you're that does funny. Sound fun. Yeah. yeah. You're like, very oh, funny. I like your style. I like you a lot. Yeah. You seem really cool. But yeah, no, you could definitely tell there's some. And then also just like the activities they're doing in the photos. Like sometimes it's like someone just like waiting for a bus. And, and that's a like, crazy thing. That that just shows you that someone's out of their mind. If they're like, oh, it's just a bus stop photo. Like that's what I'll use for a dating profile. What? Yeah. You think that's a, an appealing? I understand you have to wait for the bus. You shouldn't put it in your dating profile. Yeah. I saw a girl who was like, had her like grandma who looked like she was dying in a hospital bed with like her arm around her and her head next to her head. And it's like, listen. I get, I get, like you just said, your grandma's dying. Horrible thing. This is like, we're 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 basically looking at here, deciding like, do we want to fuck? Yeah. Like, or or at least that's the or potential. Do I want to have a? And it's like, oh, like so you're going through girls, and you're like, oh, they're like it's like you're like oh cleavage, oh this, oh like a girl wearing a short skirt, and then you're like, oh, you're you and your grandma in like I like the intensive care, like what, like it just it makes your it it rattles your brain sometimes. Do these, like, do they ever, have they implied at all they know who you are at all? Uh, so I never bring it up, but uh, some girls have. But luckily, like, you know, if a girl is 30 now, she was um, eight years old when Sopranos started. Or when when the fuck did Sopranos start? I don't even know. Yeah, 22 yeah. years ago. So, like, there's, and, and in general, like, even when I was dating when Sopranos was on and, like, the biggest show there was, it's like, I... Girls who were my age never knew who I was. Right. Which oh, really? Was, which was actually great for me that because, like, my character on the show was like a pussy and like a really annoying. But all that, like, they would hear is like, oh yeah, he's on like the biggest show on TV. Yeah. So it was like, oh yeah, they don't know that I'm like a fucking you know like a crybaby and like yeah, all this yeah. shit. Like you just know like I'm on surprise. Like they think even more like, oh shit, he's on the show about the mafia. Like, oh yeah, this guy tough. is fucking cool. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like no, I'm the guy who's like the douche. You know? It's strange, like. Do you, like, do you ever, like, forget that somebody might put you in a... You know what I mean? Like, I, I forget All that. All the time. Like, I'll meet people, and then they'll be like, oh, I didn't think you'd be cool. And you're like, why? And they're like, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I didn't think that you'd be this cool. And you're like, about what? What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, because I thought you'd be, like, more uh, aloof or something. You know what I mean? Like, they'll have their... And then you, you kind of go like, oh, I thought we were just, like having lunch here all together or something you know like i would be like you know jamie lynn who played my sister on the show is one of my best friends in the world and uh that big titted animal yeah. yeah yeah that bta so she we would go out to dinner like back in the day and there would be times where like i would look over and i'd be like what the fuck is this guy looking like because i'd be drinking too you know yeah. and like and all of a sudden like 
a fucking table staring over and I'm like, what the fuck are these guys like staring? And then like some of you'd have to be like, oh yeah, like you guys you are guys on are the famous. biggest TV show yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the world. But it just, it was never like who I was. Like I, I never, like even when, when, so Sopranos ended 14 years ago and I told my manager like, hey, give me like six months off. And that was 14 years ago. Like I just don't, it's, I don't feed off of like, I don't know, whatever, fame and fame, yeah, this yeah. and that. Like, I just, I actually kind of don't really love it. Like, this is the, old, okay, so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess I could say who it was, but I got a phone call. Like, I haven't auditioned for anything in a really long time. And I got a phone call from my manager and he's like, hey, somebody wants you to put you on tape. And I get a lot of stuff like that, but it's usually not great shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but it's Jordan Peele, uh, this Jordan Peele project, like, coming up. And I was like, that's when I'd audition. Yeah. How do I, I'm like, what's a tape? Like, how do I, how do I do this? Like, I love what I use my phone. Like what? So, uh, I did it, but it's even like something like that when like the days leading up to it or doing it, like I'm not comfortable where like here is the first thing that like has anything to do with show business in years where like you hit me up or Christina hits me up and is like, Hey, do you want to do this thing? And it's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel comfortable. We have fun. It's dope. I don't feel that like, um, you know, I almost like when it's acting, I almost go into like a manic state of like, I don't want to do this. Should I do this? No, it's okay. Da, da, da. And yeah. like the fucking voices in my head. It's like, shut up. That, that But those are normal voice. I think, I mean, auditioning is so horrible. I've auditioned. So I really get, you know, the way you usually find out about an audition or that somebody wants you to audition is first through an email. So, you know, I'll get an email from agents that say, per your consideration, this is this thing that, we, you know, they'd like you to submit for. And a lot of times I'll read it and I'll be like, pass, no thanks. Sometimes if they, if whoever's making it really wants you, then your agent will follow up with a phone call, tell you they really want you. And then I'll at least give it a second look. I'll be like, all right, let me see what this is. And then sometimes I'll be like, yeah, this is still some bullshit I don't want to do. And then if it's like, oh my God, appealing. Like if, it, if they were like Jordan Peele asked, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, man. Give me a couple of days to prep, prepare for this because I'd want to 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 do something with him. Like I I just auditioned for something uh, when I because I read it and I was like this is like it's great material. So I read it and I was like this is really good material. Yeah, I want to be a part of it. But most of the time, it's a hor- it's a horrible process. The worst part of the auditioning process, I don't know if you like you found this as you go, especially if you go this this seems awesome. You submit and they're like, this is great. Like your, your tape is great. And you're like, all right, cool. And then you're just like, just days go by and you're like, is, did they look at it? And they're like, what? And you're like the thing that you asked me to do. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. We have a call into them. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you just, you just don't hear, you know, it's like when you pitch shows, if, so, if the pitch goes really well, you hear back. Right. And then if, if you can think it went well and you're like, so what happened with whatever, you know, production company or, or, or streaming service? And they're like, Oh, I, I don't know. We haven't heard from them. It's like, Oh, that's <laughs> it. So it just, it, it just plays. It's almost like going on a date where you're like, I thought that went really well. Right. Yeah. See that, that doesn't bother me. The thing that bothers me is like, I, I never took acting classic. Like, I'm not a fucking great actor. I guess you are, but oh, thanks. But I'm not, but I, I learned to act, on Sopranos, like in the fucking That's scene insane. and doing, and like from these people who are the best and everything. So then when I go to do an audition, it's not that. It's not like you would think that an audition in my living room that like three people are going to see 
would be more nerve wracking than being here because like so many more people are going to see it. It's on the fly. Like there's, there's so many more things why you would think that, but it's just, there's something about like being uncomfortable. It, there's something about the audition. That's crazy. It's really it, hard. It's nerve wracking. Like, it is. I remember also doing one, the one, one of the ones I did recently where, you know, I, I was happy with most of it, like the, the scene. And I'd be like, oh, man, I didn't like what my right hand did. Yeah. You know, like, I want to go, oh, let's do it again. And then, like, I I feel better about my hand, but I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't think I performed as well. Let's do it again. And you start playing that game of, like, hey, man, this is take 16. Are we about going to wrap this up? And you're like, I don't know. Because it keeps fucking with your head. Yeah. it's it's bad. And that's the thing, like. I would be, I wouldn't be nervous if they were like, you got the movie, show up on set tomorrow, you're working in this. I'd be like, okay, like I'm, I'm cool. You know, maybe a little bit of jitters or whatever, yeah. but like the audition, like for nights before, I'm like, uh, uh, like you get in your fucking head about yeah. when like, and the crazy thing is, is like, you know, it'd be great to get the job, but I don't even care if I get the job. So yeah. what's, I don't understand why yeah, I'm yeah. so. I know. I go through this with pitching too. Everything comes together on a pitch sometimes. And then you're like, do I want to make this? Yeah. You know, like they'll get, you'll get the call. They're like, Hey, they want to make the show. And you're like, yeah, but you got to tell them that I changed my mind. And they're like, what? (laughs) You're like, (laughs) well, I mean, like, I don't know. Do I like, do I want that? Cause I kind of really enjoy what I'm doing now. Right. So, because in entertainment, like everything has kind of shifted. People don't realize that like, this is entertainment and we get to control it and it's it's fun to do it the way we want to do it. And then you're like, no, I want to go, you know. That's why the thing that makes you kind of think about um, auditioning usually is like if the material is so great. Like like when you know that Jordan's making something, you're like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So like, in that case, it's like the exception. You're like, I want to make, want to make something amazing, you know. Well, the thing that's great about like, you know, when we do our podcast, when I leave – are you know we have Bryce and Gabby people with George who do uh, Tiger Belly they do our stuff and it's like I know it's in good hands we're we're good we're like when you do another thing especially like when people do reality shows it's like you could be totally normal for two weeks and they could make you look like a piece of shit yeah. you know or like even when you do a movie and you're like man they they you know I don't usually watch the stuff I do but the stuff in the pit it's like oh they use that like oh my god that was so bad and this we're like when you do your own thing like this and you say like, this is entertainment now, it's like, you don't have to worry about it once you're done doing it. Yeah. It's over because you're like, Hey, if I see something I don't like, boom, we take it out. We Mm -hmm. do it like that. That that's a weird kind of aspect to it. It totally is. By the way, for back to your dating, some people do this thing where they just are direct with who they like. And I think it's something you should consider too. Like this dude here. Hey, you rocking Azalea, my sexy angel. Um, just wanted to see how you were doing. Uh, just wanted to tell you I love you and I want to get married to you one day. Um, peace out, babe. <laughs> yeah. That was a message. I don't know if you could hear it clearly to Iggy Azalea. Oh, okay. I didn't know who it was to, but I heard yeah. the message. Yeah. yeah. The message is he thinks she's super sexy and and uh, he wants to marry her. I, so I might think- as well just put it out there. I think chicks, I think if she sees this, he's in luck because he's wearing a shirt, a shirt with not only like her face on it a little bit, but it's like the whole, the whole yep. shirt. And I feel a, like I've got to be maybe only three or four degrees separated from, like, I bet I can talk to somebody that knows somebody that knows her and maybe we could help like make a love connection. I don't know. 
For sure. Yeah. She's single. We could, me and the Plan B girl could double date with Iggy. Dude, and, and this guy. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking, I don't know, though. My, my chick might leave me for this guy. He's a handsome, handsome, He's cool devil. A, oh, shit. He's not, she's not even single. They've been going strong since 2018, the Playboy Cardi. Yeah, this guy's got his work cut out for him. I mean, hmm. But he's a musician. You could see in the back, he's got the, uh, <laughs> his guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he could probably play that riff. Yeah. Yeah, he probably could. Yeah, I don't know. She might, we, we should bring it to her. We don't want to have it on our minds that like they were meant to be and we didn't let it happen. That's true. So I think we should we should try and do everything we can to get them yeah. together. Jesus. Um by the way, speaking of the uh the live shows, one thing that we've loved is seeing people's heavy reactions, you know, yeah, they send yeah. videos of it. So we have a few here that were sent in. This is um if you if you've never seen the live shows, they the YMH lives end with a heavy segment where we play the heaviest videos we can find. And we encourage people to record themselves as they watch it. So here is one. I haven't seen these yet, but that's what it says here in the folder. This is uh, Vanessa. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> puke. Oh, please. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. Yeah, that was a gross one. Oh. That was, I really thought she was going to throw up on herself, and I was really excited about it. When you got the red nose and the red eyes. There's Ty. Oh, that's in a bucket. Look at the dog. That lady legit threw up? Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That is a supportive dude there. Willard and Wood here? No. Oh, my God. Oh. Already, I know where No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. no. Are you kidding me? I can't. No. No. Why? No. This is why. He's got, like, a growth on his eyeball. Oh, oh, oh I'm gonna shit and puke right now. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. No. Oh my. Oh my Jesus Christ. Oh Why is this happening? Where am I? Oh my god. This is why I'm so excited about the West Palm Beach show, because <laughs> it's just going to be a room full of people doing this, and we're going to have cameras on them. So I'm I'm so excited. You're going to do some heavy stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, there's a notice when you buy the tickets that like, that you're, this is your fault if you come in here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you guys, I was lucky enough where you guys had me uh, yeah. to, to a YMH Live, and I watched outside the whole uh first half with josh potter mm -hmm. the great josh potter and this was me and him mm -hmm. we were just fucking you know shit it was i remember there was like um i'm, I'm like can i even say this <laughs> but there was like a, a woman who like tied up her tit and then had like a praying mantis eating her nipple and yeah. i was like I, i'm it fucked me up yeah it fucked me up we're changing people's lives man yeah <laughs> you really are Shout like, out to Darman. 
Yeah, if you want to see the one with uh, Rob, it's at ymhstudios.com slash Reynolds. Um, uh, speaking of, and this also ties into the uh, the great Jeremy Fish, who did those designs for us, um, we're always being surprised with, with the YouTube's version of Tupac, uh, Fed Smoker, and the videos that can, they just they just pop in here. And everyone is a rush. It's just like, it's a rush. I feel like I just did a bump where I'm like, man, (laughs) (laughs) I get so excited. Here he is at a mechanic shop being, as you might imagine, not totally cool. (laughs) (laughs) Look at his tire. Tire that's been used, my friend. Jesus. That's what 100 miles an hour does out here, kids. Let's swap. Give it up for him, man. These guys always take care of me. Thank you. So there you're like, wait, you he is being cool, though. That mm. He started like that. And obviously, I, I'm imagining that they're like, you must be out of your fucking mind driving on this, right? And they're clearly replacing his tire. And then, you know, the work's done. And then here's Fed Smoker. What going to do? Steal my rim or something, buddy? Oh, you guys trying to steal my rim? Rim? I just handed it in over here. He can bring it in. Just toss it in if you did. What you doing trying to steal my rim, brother? <laughs> you think you'd let someone know if you got the rim or not? My God. Oh, my God. Use you your mind? How'd you let me drive off without my rim there, buddy? You? you did you do that on purpose? Dude, you drove off. Yeah, you should have let me know, buddy. You some kind of joker or something? Dude, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, take it easy there, Hot Rod. Okay, bye. Whoa. Baby Reaper. Okay, there, Fuck you. See you there, thief. Whoa. He was kind of the first guy who put Fed Smoker in his place a little bit. And, that and Fed was Smoker kind of... One of the first times I've seen that, yeah. The, he, so and that's, I, by the way, that is exactly how to handle Fed Smoker. There's a lot to unpack in this in this video right here. First of all, I mean, we've all seen wheelchair things hanging from people's fucking mirrors forever. Yeah. Have you ever seen a red one? Not one. Not one. His you wheel, have... it's only blue. It's, te- it's temporary. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then the other thing, so he has a laptop in there that shows four different cameras yeah. and he has four cameras in his car showing the outsides of his car. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that is and I know. It's like, do you have you have security cameras, Fed Smoker, for the Fedmobile? Well, people like, trying to steer his, his uh, room, bud. Oh man. Huh? He's he's Fuck like you. a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. See you there, thief. <laughs> so here's here's what I my what I want to say about Fed Smoker is like I think people who are not, and I'm not, I'm just going to say because I'm from New York City. When you're from New York City, it's like, I think people from other places would be like, oh my God, if I saw this guy around my children, like it would be a real problem. Yeah. But if you're from New York City, like you're around people like this just all the, all time. the time. All the time. And it's and by the time I was 12, I had a friend who was like this. There was a guy named Sarge who chilled in the park and yeah. he would tell us like, war stories of him like killing people and all this shit and then we realized like oh we could pay this guy to get us beer yeah so we'd give him money to get us like 40s of old e yeah he'd go to the fucking store and get us beer, and then he'd sit with us and we'd get him a fucking beer and he would sit with us and tell us stories but he was like this guy and he was sarge because he'd be like yeah call me sorry you know he was yeah. all about he's still there the thing about new york city though is there's something about when you're in new york city 
that you sense and you feel and you learn to coexist with these types of people. The difference is that part of that is that in New York City, you are with people everywhere. You know what I mean? Like a lot of cities, like Los Angeles is a big city example, but there's a lot of small city examples where you don't have to coexist with other people. Yeah. You're in your car, you go to a place, you go inside the place, you get in your car. You, you know what I mean? Like you're not coexisting. New York, Hong Kong, London, Paris, like those types of like the, those like iconic cities that you don't have to have a car in to get around, you're shoulder to shoulder with the full spectrum of humanity. And that lets, like, that has you, it like trains you to go, like, this guy's out of his fucking mind, but he's also an, a fellow New Yorker. Yeah. And like, I, you know, whatever, I'll ask him to buy me beer or whatever. And like, it trains you to kind of see it as another person. If you're in fucking Omaha and this car pulls up, you're like, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, I'm, yeah, there's no way I'm talking to this fucking guy in New York. No like you're getting in an elevator with this guy with your children. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. Like it, kind of joker or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I fucking, Take it easy. Fuck it. So he's so good. man. Oh, God. And the vi- and they just keep coming. You know, they just every other week I come in here and they're like, oh, we have uh, more Fed Smoker videos. I'm like, how is there no end to this? Yeah. There's no end to it drugs and they're like well yeah, drugs and his 16 youtube accounts yeah yeah which, which drugs uh, drugs yeah. <laughs> yeah what is oh yeah because we were talking about what is like your biggest molly binge so i did uh you know like i i told this story on uh joey diaz and like i want to thank you obviously but like you know you guys barstool sports and Joey Diaz is like responsible for all the fans of our podcast. No, you, know? you have a great pod. I had the best time on your podcast. For every Thank for you. people that don't know, if you're watching this, I did it uh, recently an episode of Pajama Pants. It was a really good time. Thanks, and yeah, Christina P's done it. She's done it, yeah. We, uh, you know, yeah. So just thanks so much. But on Joey Diaz, I told this story. So like, it's been over eight years since I've had a drink or done Molly or whatever. But basically, when I was, I started drinking and partying and shit when I was like twelve, and then by the time I was twenty two. I was doing so much coke that I was like, I need to stop drinking because like when I would drink, I'd always be like, I'm not doing coke. And then you get drunk and you're like, all right, where's the coke? You know, or like, I'll yeah. so I stopped doing coke. I stopped drinking at 22 to be like, I'm not doing coke anymore. So I stopped drinking for nine months. And when I started drinking again, I was like, okay, I'm going to drink again. If I ever do coke again, I'm never having another drink. Like that's it. I'm done. And so then like a couple months later, I found Molly and I was like, well, this isn't Coke. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just started fucking doing Molly like nonstop. And, you know, I was I was partying so hard that I went to Vegas for two weeks and I came back like 18 months later with just like a suit. Like I went to Vegas with a suitcase and like 18 months later came back like, huh? Like where? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Like I was all in. So like, you know, that's a good that's a place to go all in too. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like. I left New York City, like the city that doesn't sleep, because I was like, oh, this isn't enough. Like, you guys don't party enough hard here. enough. You know, like, it's not. Yeah, because I wasn't working. I didn't have a job. And I, w- I had been working since I was six years old doing acting. And once I had time off from, like, Sopranos was done, I was like, fuck it, let's party. Like, when you, can I ask you this before yeah. you get to the story? When you're in that 18 month period in Vegas, do you get calls from, like, uh, an accountant or business manager that's like, hey, man, like, you're just, you're only spending? You're so earning what happened was well it was like right after Sopranos so I was I was all right but yeah. what happened was um I went 
to Vegas to play in the World Series of Poker. And when I went for uh, the two weeks, I ended up getting... So they have like the main event and there were, I don't know, make it up 6,000 people or something. But I remember I got like 275th place and that paid over $40,000. So I took that $40,000 and I put it in an account and I was like, yo, I'm in my early 20s. I'm single. I'm just going to get a place in Vegas. I'll pay the rent like from this fucking money. And Uh when it's gone, I'll leave. Like, so it's like it never happened. And yeah, next thing I know, it's like 18 months later. 18 months. And I was, dude, I was doing so much Molly. Like, it was. How does it affect you? Because I only remember. It's ecstasy. Yeah, I know, but I I only did it like once or twice and it was over 20 years ago. I just, like, it's more like I don't have the memory uh, of of the. So, like, as someone who did it, like, full body. Yeah, best you've ever felt. Everything's amazing. You don't have any like bad thoughts in your head ever. No negative thoughts. You don't even understand why anybody would. Dude, that's so great. Yeah, right. But then, you know, you get to the point where like you go on these like three day fucking benders and then you're waking up and you're like throwing up black for two days and Mm -hmm. like you can't eat and you don't want to talk to anybody and you're just fucking super depressed and this. So it's, you know, it's not all fun. Yeah. But, uh, so the last time, you know, I start even like when I first started with drugs, I would take a lot. So even when I first started doing Molly, I was like, oh, you know, three or five or whatever. So cut to when I'm 28. So I had probably been doing it for like a good five years. And I, and I did it before, too, when I was younger, like ecstasy and this. But I was really like it was a habit, <laughs> you know, like a Molly habit. And um, it's coming. I, would coming off be really strong? Yeah, that's when you're like really depressed. Yeah. And, and you know, but I that's the thing, right? I wouldn't let myself come off while I was awake. Yeah. So then you just wake up, you know, you sleep for whatever, eight to 16 hours, however long you could sleep for. Shit. And then you wake up and you feel like shit. You can't eat. You hate. You don't want to talk to anyone. You don't want to see anyone. Like everything is just depressing. So that's when I would take Percocets because I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm literally in pain. Yeah. And I would just be like, oh, well, I take these Percocets and then I feel better. Um, but my, so the last time I did Molly or drank, it was my 28th birthday and I was with a bunch of friends. So I, so what happened was I show up to my friend's place and we're going to a concert and I take, I'm like, I'm going to take five Molly. So whatever, it's Friday at like six o'clock. I take five Molly. Now it's time to leave for the concert at whatever time, you know, make it up at Friday at 10 o'clock. I take five more and I'm like, I'm going to be fucking rolling my balls off for this concert. Like I want to be on the moon. Holy shit. Yeah. So now what I do is. I would always have a ginger ale bottle with me full of tequila. So mm-hmm. I take the ginger ale bottle with the tequila, like, you know, not maybe like four shots of tequila or something, maybe a little more. And I, I crack five Molly in there and I'm like, I could sip on this during the concert if it starts to go down, like my, my high starts yeah. to go down or if we're somewhere after or whatever. So you're I'm, just fucking beaming right now, right? Oh, I'm on the, and it's my birthday. So like my friends are there to see me and they walk in, they're yes. hugging you and they're like, oh, this yes. is your, fa-. yeah, you're, you couldn't be like, you know, it's, it's, everything's amazing. So we're walking to Madison Square Garden and we get to the front where like the security is and I could not be in a better place. And I hear like, and by the way, like I'm not worried at all about people recognizing me because I look like a fucking, I have like a scarf, uh, sunglasses, like I'm all, uh, you know, like I'm a maniac and <laughs> Somebody goes, uh, some like security or like cop even was like, Hey, and like to me, and I was like, uh, and you're just, your heart drops. And I'm like, Oh fuck, this is it. Like, cause you know, you're thinking all crazy shit, but in, in that split second, I'm like, Oh, it's all over. Like I'm, I'm yeah, busted I'm or whatever. Yeah. And the guy goes, you can't bring that in. And he points at the ginger ale with the fucking Molly on it, uh, in it. So I was like, okay. And I was so relieved that I just fucking shot it back. 
So now I'm on 15 Molly and I'm in Madison Square Garden and I'm thanking people for coming to my birthday. Like literally telling people like, thank you for, for being here for, for, for me. me. It's like, this Matt. is my thing. Yeah, it's a fucking concert at Madison Square Garden. So I'm then, like yeah. all, all about living life 365, <laughs> especially back in the day. Yeah, you know? yeah dude. <laughs> and... I so then I, I ended up taking about thirty five Molly because I stayed up until um like that Sunday or Monday or whatever and you know it sounds like a lot but it's really not because it was only like one every like two hours to get myself back to, and I didn't take it like that like spaced out perfectly but it was like you know I would pop two chill for three hours then pop one and then pop two and it was just kind of like keeping yourself yo that's a lot bro keeping yourself going yeah and chill, but like. You know what's weird? When I look back on that shit, for me, it's not even the Molly that I'm like, I smoked like eight packs of cigarettes. Really? That which day? to me makes me, oh, like, oh, like I would just, when I'd be on Molly, I would just have six fingers. Like yeah. I was always fucking, and Coke too. It's like, you're always smoking a cigarette. And when I look back on that, because the Molly, at least you go, well, here's the risk. Here's the reward. Yeah. Right. Where when I'm like, I smoked eight packs of cigarettes, the nothing like, yeah. You get nothing like, you know, at, at the time it's fucking great or whatever. But like I look back at the Molly and I go, you know, I, I am I'm happy I had those experiences and whatever where I look back on the cigarettes and I go, man, those those I would have friends who would party with me and not do the, the same amount. I had a couple of friends who could, but there were a couple of friends who were like who didn't smoke cigarettes. Their hangovers weren't even close to as bad as people who smoked cigarettes like cigarettes. Fuck, fuck you up. They fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. I used to remember when I smoked. I smoked for five. I'm such a fucking moron. I started smoking at 25, which I just I just think it's so dumb because everybody that I knew that smoked smoked from like <laughs> like a teen, you know, and they're like, that's how I got hooked. I'm like, oh, I'm past that. I'm gonna start now. But I started because I was um, I was a messenger here in L.A. Like a like when you message packages, <laughs> and I was so depressed. I was like, I should start smoking to like deal with this and it was such it was such a fucking bummer and i and then i started smoking around stand-up so i i took the like what i started as you know doing this horrible job which it was horrible horrible yeah. and the pay was so fucking like one time I, they paid me for like after like a week and it was like less than 200 i was like what the fuck is this guy goes easy on the language okay like it's what he told me when i go the fuck are you talking about man but so then I would smoke before and after sets. And I remember when I would go on the road and do it and then go home, they'd open your suitcase and the stink, like it, the smell of the suitcase was just like, it, it would just smell rotten and dirty. But what I, I had lunch yesterday with a friend and that didn't know my ODing story. So I, I told the story and then it reminded me that I also, <laughs> I went hardcore like, a few months before that and blacked out completely like lost time and everything. And it was a big warning. And I was like, <laughs> so, and I, I did it going to a concert too. I went to a Clint black concert, a country singer because the girl <laughs> I was dating liked country and her family, friends like, yeah. They, so we went down and I did GHB at this motherfucker's concert. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they, yeah, had, that's what it's meant for. I think they had hired a driver <laughs> to drive us uh, because we were, even though we were teens, like we were like junior, senior there, you know, it was like they, they didn't want us driving to the concert. And I think they knew they didn't think we were going to be doing fucking drugs. They just were like, they're going to have a beer or something, you know? So 
I remember that we're at this concert. And I'm like, I don't even like country music. <laughs> like doing the, the shots of it. And I probably did mix it with was like always even the drug dealers would tell you like the people that you bought the drug probably because they wanted to keep selling you drugs. They were like, don't drink when you take this shit. You know, they like it was known to be like dangerous and possibly fatal. And I still would be like, yeah, I can have a little bit. And so I went to this concert. I may have sneaked the GHB, which is like, you know, why it's an issue. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was two other times that I blacked out horribly. So that was one time before I OD'd, I'm saying. One time I was at the concert and what happened was when we got in the, they, 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 had, they had hired like somebody to drive us in like a sprinter van or something, you know? So I got in, in it to go back and when I, I just woke up and we were back. And I remember the, my girlfriend being like, yo, like you were out, out. That was weird. And I was like, how long has it been? It had been like a couple hours, you know? And I'd bla I completely like blacked. And I hadn't drank a lot. I had just combined the two. Yeah. And then another time <laughs> was bad. Another time I uh, took a girl to a hotel and What'd you do, bud? And I was like, hey, <laughs> you're about 120, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, because it was great. It was it was great sexual drug. Yeah. You know, it was it was like a full, like, like you're describing Molly. I mean, GHB was like that full body high. And like when you would come, your fucking eyeballs would come out of your asshole. Like it was just fucking <laughs> insanely like intense. And we both did it. And we both blacked out and uh, lost like a few hours. And I was like, that was a, that was a risky one. And <laughs> that, like yeah. we both were like, what time is it? What day is it? Like, that was scary. That I was could scary. tell Christina's never heard this story because she looks shocked. She does. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. That, and like, I'm so, at the time, I'm so young and stupid. That like these are clear warning events where I'm like, yeah, just keep pushing it, man. You know, keep trying. You know what? You know what's crazy about cigarettes? So cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. because listen, I I know I'm I'm all, but I just I'm thinking about what we talked about earlier, which is like when you're mad for 20 minutes. Oh yeah, like cigarettes is one of those things where like, yes, dude, dude, you fucking smoke a cigarette, it's yes. all gone. Like yes. you know, somebody pissed me off. I go outside, I smoke a cigarette, I come in, it's like another dude. Yes. And what happened? So. I when I was addicted to all this shit and fucking alcohol and everything, I was able to get off everything on my own until I got to Xanax, and I was mm. like, I can't get off this on my own because I've been taking it every day for years, and I would only take it when I wasn't drinking, like I never mixed it, but I took it every single. Like I would basically wake up every day and decide in the first hour I woke up, like, okay, do I start drinking or I start taking Xanax? Like, yeah. what's, what's what's the, the move? One? Uh -huh. Yeah, and then I would take you know Percocets with Xanax or whatever. But so I went to go see this guy who was kind of like a Dr. Drew, you know, a drug specialist kind of dude. And we're talking and he's like, well, you know, cigarettes um, are like the hardest addiction to break because they're they're five addictions in one. So he's like, you have the nicotine you're addicted to, the oral fixation you're addicted to, the blowing the smoke out, like mm -hmm. just seeing that smoke is a thing you become addicted to. I, I'm probably leaving out like the most yeah. obvious one i forget the, what the it, ritual of actually right, yes yeah. that's it yeah. yeah so like the habit of, of just having something to do with yeah. your hands so you're breaking all that at once but then what he said is it's actually a form of meditation 
like smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So he's like, somebody pissed you off. So what do you do? You go outside and you do this breathing thing for five minutes and then you come back in. So he's like, you're not asking somebody to just stop the nicotine addiction. They've been meditating 20 times a day yeah. for, you know, years. I've and all of a sudden. I've never thought of it like this. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, now you have to stop that. Like, you're, and you don't even know what it is that's pulling you back to the cigarettes but it's it's all that shit and and the other thing why cigarettes are the most hardest thing is because like i've never walked down the street and there's just dudes popping fucking pills on the street like everywhere you know where like you could just walk down the street you're smelling cigarettes you're seeing people smoke when you're driving you see smoke coming out of people's cars and you're like fuck man like yeah that constant reminder dude cigarettes like ozzy did every drug ever and he's like nothing is as hard to quit as cigarettes wow yeah yeah that's, I mean, and then you see, you know, you see people who, let's say, aren't even, let's say, addicts with alcohol, drugs, whatever. They smoke cigarettes, quit cigarettes, and they gain 60 pounds or something. Yeah. You know? like, like, that's a visual representation of this is really something that you have to compensate for, you know? Yeah, and the, the oral addiction, just that that thing yeah doing, doing something you're you're fixing two of those things yeah, right hands and mouth your hand yeah. in your mouth now all of a sudden you're like all right i got two of these jesus christ man cigarettes are crazy and that's the other thing like they're the only th- they're the worst thing to get off and the only thing that you fucking don't get high from yeah that's so true you it's get, nuts the only the only like real highs like the the very first i remember the very first time i, I yeah. dipped and i was driving and that was not good so i was in florida and there's so many rednecks. A lot of people don't realize how like country ass <laughs> Florida is, you know? Yeah. And like all these guys that I'm friends with and grew up there, they're like, you dip? And how they're dipping? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh man, it's the best, you know? You just kind of start seeing it everywhere. Somebody gives me a dip. I put it in and I get in my car to drive. And I am, I'm talking, I'm high like you fucking just gave me dilated. Like, yeah. I'm like like my, my vision, everything. I'm like, oh. and then in my mind, I go, is this what dipping's like every... I don't realize it's that first time, mm-hmm. but I start thinking like, is this what dipping's going to be like every time? Because I'm fucking in. Like, this is amazing. And it's so gnarly, you know, having a spit cup everywhere and then you fucking drink out of your spit cup on accident. It's fucking disgusting. It's so gross. And of course, there's the whole oral decay, gums, teeth. I mean, <laughs> I, but I probably did it on and off from 16 to like i don't know 19 or 20 it's not that long but it was enough to be to feel like this this is another fix it was like it's something to do you know yeah it was like that and i love to do it like i don't know the more country ass people i was around the more i'd want to do it (laughs) yeah yeah the the first cigarette i ever smoked was a marlboro red and i almost fell through a bookcase like like just like that like i almost fell backwards like because i did i like fell backwards and like into it and then i almost like it was a real mess but like somehow things didn't get too bad um i got i got oh yeah this uh this is unbelievable somebody got a tattoo a fan got this tattoo oh my god how the fuck he didn't follow proto buddy you're done wow look at that i mean that's gonna end up on sucky tattoos page i think (laughs) (laughs) is that an actual tattoo artist gotta follow proto oh man well fed smoker would tell your fucking tattoo artist you're fired bud (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's like the fucking Blair Witch font. Yeah, too. <laughs> it is. Oh, man, it's so sloppy. I love it. And I, I think Fed Smoker would be proud, sir. Congratulations. Thank you for getting a uh, a final proto. Jesus Christ. You know, you know what I wanted to ask you? So if, let's say, like, the movers are moving you guys to Austin and you... You grab one of them aside and you slip them a hundred bucks and you're like, yo, make sure like this one thing of Christina's doesn't get to Austin. Yeah. What would that one thing be? If... That's a really good question. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, her wardrobe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That fucking mouth of hers. <laughs> stupid mouth. I'd be like, hey, man, is there a way you could dump her body in West <laughs> Texas? Uh, definitely her flossers. Um, right, I would definitely, but you know, she just go buy those again. There's just gotta be some bullshit of hers that she has laying around that I'm fucking. Oh, she has this goddamn like. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, she has this fucking like statue, you know, uh-huh. that I think her mother had. That's like it's just it's gaudy, you know. It's like a like a posed woman. Uh-huh. It's like a brass statue. It weighs like fucking five hundred pounds. I'm like, where do you want to put this? And we had it in a bathroom, and I'm like, so weird in here. I just put it in the bedroom, in a corner, and you're like, I think we both don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of like don't know where to put it. Yeah. I would love Get to. Get rid of it, bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> Want to make an extra C note? <laughs> <laughs> um, so check this out. Oh, this is a, this, I don't think this has audio. This is going to be on this screen here. You're going to see... Uh, but I haven't seen this yet either. I just know it's in the horrible or hilarious uh, category. Uh-oh. Oh, I see where this is going. Fuck. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. So anybody who's just listening, we just saw a car back into a person. Like in between a so he's facing like he's at a little like kiosk like a stand and he's facing like into the window probably like <laughs> paying for parking or something yeah and a car backs out of a space and right into him and then like backs into him again the uh, the only thing that this is missing is good audio so Zolo <laughs> layered good audio with it. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what uh, this looks exactly like. It's gonna be like it's gonna be one of these new like Kia commercials yeah. that lets you know, like, hey, if someone's there, yeah. your car will tell you. Your car will tell you. But yeah. this is just like, nah. She like slammed him twice. Yeah. I'm saying she because we know who drives like that. And, and by the way, like what I what just hit me was if that person wasn't there, she's oh. hitting the car or that stand. Oh, she's crushing it. Yeah, she's gonna destroy that thing. Yeah, the person wow. is completely checked good, out. Good thing that person protected that stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely hilarious, very hilarious video. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Oh man! And then I saw this. Uh, this I, somebody sent me this. They linked me this, and I think I sent it to you guys. It's just it's so ridiculous. Oh, I'm disrespectful towards him if he disrespectful towards me because I'm not that bitch that need $40. Yup, I got my own job. Yup, I got my own car. Yup, I pay my own bills. 
Yup, I'm that bitch. So what do I need you for? Not a damn thing. Now go on somewhere with all that. And that's on who? That's on Mary Had a little lamb. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know like they call me daddy long leg eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um I think on Mary had a little lamb got you um yeah that's on God that's that she, is on yeah. God uh <laughs> she um I don't know she's I think you're very pretty I would I would just dial it down a notch yeah she needs a cigarette cigarette and a little little ghb yeah it'll be fine <laughs> you ever dip it <laughs> <laughs> that's on mary had a little lamb <laughs> i know what you're talking about uh fuck uh you know what would be so great if you could get like you know how they have like those instagram lives where two people fucking talk back and forth if you could get like her to talk to like I, 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 you know oh my god like just mixing up the fucking characters on instagram lives would be fucking unk shine Unc- oh i'm like- trying to i'm trying to get together with him <laughs> he, he's like oh he's, let me eat you god yeah y'all know uh, what's a banana split i won't make you cry god <laughs> oh he would lose his mind with her i fucking love he reminds me of my grandpa he does yeah jesus did the way he like his whole vibe like like not so much the stuff some of the stuff he says but he just reminds me of my grandpa that is quite a grandpa yeah, yeah. oh my grandpa was nuts man yeah I think in the was, best way like is he still around uh no he passed away but he was he was just a le- like there was no filter yeah. like he just says he just see whatever says, was on his mind whatever's on his mind just yeah. let me eat you yeah oh, make him cry girl. i um, love him Tell me if you think this is horrible or hilarious. This is uh, this was at the Mountain of Hell race in 2019 in the <laughs> French Alps. Uh. Oh, that is a steep fucking drop. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. A thousand people just crashed on their bikes. I think this obviously goes into hilarious. Yeah. Because what are you expecting? Why? Wow. Do you know where my anxiety goes? Where's my bike? Wow, I wouldn't even think. I would be like, where's my foot? Where's the fucking bike at, man? And I'd be so pissed if I saw it. I'm like, dude, that's my bike. What are you fucking doing? Oh, that would, yeah. Like if somebody grabs your bag at the fucking airport and you're like, what are you, crazy? Have you ever had that? You know what? um, You know those flights where you you get on and then they take your bag because it's a small, like a regional jet, you know, for like a small small connecting flight? Right. So you're you're not on a a major aircraft, right? So when you, like it's mandatory. Like they look at your bag and they go, it's too too big for the flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did one one time where I put it on there and- and then when you get off, you stand on the jet bridge and an airline worker puts the bags at the bottom of the jet bridge and everybody walks up and takes their bag. I saw a guy approach what I thought was my bag and Aww. I was like, uh, and he looked at me and I was like, all right. And then he walks away and then there's another same bag and I grab it and we each have each other's bag, right? Wow, and I yeah. was like, fuck. Like, and I had hesitated to say it because I didn't want to appear rude, basically, and be like, you have my bag. 
Right. But I, even though I was like, I'm pretty sure that's my bag. But, you know, he, he grabbed it with such certainty that I was like, I was like, oh, sorry, my bad. And then I see it and I was like, I don't think this is mine. I opened his bag and I was like, this is not my bag. Fuck. I thought you were going to say, you know, those flights you get on and then you realize, oh, I haven't taken my dating profile picture. And then you have to, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to sit there and take it and then post it. And it, people are fucking, take so a how did you go like, you know, you know what I could teach you? And then that's it. Yeah. That's my fucking bio. How did you what? get, how'd you get your bag back? Um, I went to the, uh, to the gate and I, I told him, I was like, I saw the dude he took and I, I had to make an announcement and um eventually the guy and i met up we met up in the airport it went pretty well for how bad that could have gone it went it, it went pretty it went pretty well you know like he um i was like yeah i thought you had my bag and he was like well, fucking say something <laughs> what what do you think you would do if like whatever your favorite city to like walk around is when you're there like doing comedy or whatever like, let's say you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden like you saw you coming and it was like identical. Identical? Yeah, like an identical dude. I'd freeze. To sure. you. I would fucking panic. I would freeze and then I would blow him. I'd be like, I got to see what this is like. <laughs> yeah. We should just have Christina walk in here and see. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Mm. I got to tell you, this is your best episode yet. <laughs> You've been on fire today. Has anybody has anybody had their way with that in the studio? Like anybody? It just it just uh, got here. Oh wow! So yeah. maybe um, adopt. Are you gonna take it for a spin? Is it it, it, it comes no. with attachments. Oh shit! What, so, what are you burying the lead? <laughs> well, uh, there's I don't know what YouTube will. That, uh, yeah. uh, you could show it because it's not where it's supposed to be, but that's a that's a front and a back hole. Yeah, there's back. a uh, this is clearly the vag here, and then oh yeah, that's clearly the butthole there. Yep. So all right, yeah, and then next week she'll be like, basically, I got nutted in. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was also oh you are you know you're well aware of uh, Norm Summerton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tits. For people that don't know, hello. Today we're going to make French Canadian poutine. Oh. So he, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that is the right reaction when you know who it is. It's to go, <sighs> yeah. Um, and then he, of course, famous for his tit cups. Hello, deviants. His pig Norman Summerton in his tit cups. Oh, <laughs> been in these babies for uh, so, seven hours. So those are all those are old vids, and we were we were really into Norm for a while, and then he just disappeared we had confirmation that he was alive you know uh, he's an older gentleman and we you just don't know and now he's he's back and we're elated um i have not seen these clips i was just told that norm's back so here we go hello everybody yeah. oh, it's wow. pig norman summerton the pig is looking for a steady source of pig cum to fill his pork belly if you're interested, direct message me. Pig will not disappoint you. We will have fun together. Oh, hey, you big he... tail animal. <laughs> <laughs> the eyebrow tats. That's new, right? Well, no, there, didn't there used to be... The... They were there? There used so. to be little, like, snouts... Oh, and clovers, and then he filled them out. I guess filling them out isn't is real. Yeah, now he's gone crazy. 
<laughs> well, when you need cum, you know, <laughs> I can really fuck with you. He will not disappoint. Good Lord. Jesus. Yes, Christ. that big mouth waits for you. Oh. Your cock oh. stuffed deep down my snout. Jesus. Hey, you know what? There's somebody watching this who's excited, and that's why they say there's a lid for every pot. There you go. <laughs> you know what? You just found your dating profile bio. Yeah. That's what you should actually- Looking for my lid. Yeah, looking for my lid. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Don't explain it. Don't even put out the whole <laughs> fucking sentence. I'm looking right. for my lid. That's yeah. it. Oh, man. This, um, this came in here, and this is, I don't know, this was enjoyable. This is me after four mimosas. This is me after eight mimosas. This is me after two mimosas. This is me after, I think, six mimosas. This is me after seven mimosas. This is me after two flights of mimosas. This is me after all the flights of mimosas. Don't talk, I'm, I'm videoing. Oh shit, she's getting on his shoulders. Oh man! <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Bobby. <laughs> oh, oh, that's too many mimosas. <laughs> Woo! Oh fuck! Oh, fuck! She lost two. And this is this is me ready to be on a YMH video. Whoa. She looks like fucking half of the people on here now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, she fits right in. Now. Yeah, look at that. That that's normally the beginning of a of a fucking YMH video. Oh fuck. Oh god. The cool guy club. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That was really great, man. God damn. That's so great. That is so fucking great. Oh man. <laughs> we were we this morning when we got here, we were talking about and I actually had this conversation yesterday also about how what people choose to share on social media. Yeah. It's like, it's gotten to the point, especially when you know people, there's strangers and you're like, you play a video and you're like, when you know people and you're like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you sharing this for? This is like a, uh, I mean, what, I mean, what is that for? Who is that? Is that? That's the file name of the thing that Christina sent for for earlier. But what is it? What am I? What is it in relation to? Um, the in relation to Rob, I think. Oh, oh, that's that's a lid for every pot. Oh, there. This is a whole different thing that Christina wanted me to talk about. This was a Pajitsky effect. Oh, this was totally. But this different. is totally what you were saying, right? Yeah. So what? So you know, everybody knows what Pajitsky effect is, and yeah. So mine, I was, it's funny because like you talk about Pajitsky effects and you don't realize like while you're talking about them, you have them going on and you don't know they're weird. Yeah, yeah. So I moved into my apartment right before Corona and I got like a fucking set of pots or whatever. And this is the pot that I make rice in. And during Corona, like I made rice five days a week, you know, like uh-huh. I was cooking and now I still am. Like I'm always cooking all my own food or whatever, but I didn't have a lid for the pot. So I took a lid from another pot and I would use that lid for that pot. But all the fucking condensation and shit gets up on the top and then it leaks all over the sides. And sometimes I'll do like other shit in there, like not just water, like fucking uh, chicken broth or like whatever. It just comes out everywhere. And it comes out everywhere and gets all over the stove. So after I cook, I have to clean the whole stove off. And I was doing that 
every day for a year. And then I finally realized, I'm like, oh, I can go on Amazon and spend $8 and get a lid for this pot. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, and so I ordered it two days ago. And as I ordered it, I was like, this is a fucking Pajiski effect. And I sent it to Christine and she's like, yeah, this is perfect. This is perfect. That is perfect. It's the, it's just what an, I'm and by such the way, an idiot. But you, can I, but I'll tell you, it is super, I get super annoyed, super annoyed when I put a pot on the stove and I'm trying to find the lid for it. And like you said, there's a lid for every pot except for the one I'm fucking looking for. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I'll end up grabbing eight lids and I'm like, how are none of these for this one? Same thing with Tupperware. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this stuff away. I get the Tupperware thing out and I start trying the, the lids, the tops for it. None. Not yeah. one. Not one fits. Makes it's me lose the my fucking, mind. Yeah. And, and then you just like... You know, we, we love to make fun of people, but then you love to make fun. Like, I, the first thing I did was, like, I got to take a picture of this and send it to everyone and tell them how stupid I am. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you deserve. If you're making fun of people, you got to, you you're know. You're right. You got you to gotta stand in the firing line, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's true. Um, before I forget, I also just uh, did an appearance on Rogan on JRE. I was the first guest in his new studio. So uh, it was very cool. Really cool setup. Uh, I always have a good time with Joe. I think we did close to four hours, which is like cash Jeez. for Joe. Yeah. Uh, fucking four or five days a week he does that. It's insane. <laughs> he's, I don't know, more energy and capacity to, to talk than anybody I know. Um, but speaking of Joe, we also were talking about like how we, uh, how we diet, you know, how we eat. And like for me right now where I'm like trying to take really good care of myself, I can't do it without like structure. I have to have structure. If I try to like, I remember for years people were like, just eat healthy. And then like every once in a while, fuck off or something. I'm like, okay. And I would try to do that. And it just, I can't, I have to, I have to like know what to eat at eight, 11, you know, one thirty, three thirty, and six. Otherwise I just fucking fall apart, man. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. Like right now, this is a shake, you know? And I, I, I make it and I go like, yeah, if I don't bring this, I'll fuck around and eat something shitty. Yeah. I can't do it any other way. I'm just, I'm on the one meal a day train. You're super lean, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was fat when Soprano started. I was 12 years old. I was like 200 pound piece of shit. Like I was, <laughs> like, you know, I was real fucking fat. 200 and, at 12? Yeah. I remember when well, I went to the doctor and I forget, I think it was like 198 on the card like they had a thing and it's like you try like height weight height weight and they make sure you're going on like the right path or whatever yeah. i remember seeing 198 and i was like you're a fat piece of shit like you're you you're fucking disgust and i remember like it started like i started being uncomfortable when it was like oh like you know there's a pool in the summer and i'm like oh i want to wear a t-shirt and i'm like you're a fucking loser yeah like, yeah all that kind of shit so i went on the atkins diet for a couple months I lost like, I forget if it was 40 or 60 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. And I was fucking like, I guess at the time I was like 13 or 14 or whenever, whenever I did it. And uh, yeah, I've, I've kept it off ever since. Like sometimes I go up and down or whatever. But during Corona, I started just eating one meal a day, like kind of like a late lunch dinner where I just do like fucking 2000 calories and like, you know, I'll, I'll just eat a fucking ton of food. And then at night, if I start to feel hungry in my head, I'm like, yo, tomorrow you're going to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. So I'm all right. Where if I'm on a diet and like at night I'm hungry, let's go tomorrow. You have a hard boiled egg. I'm like, fuck that. I want something now. Yeah. You know, so I have it in me to know like, oh, tomorrow you're going to like fucking six o'clock tonight. I'm just, I'm going to be disgusting. And that's the thing now that I'm dating. Is that, is that like, when you'll eat? Yeah, probably. But like, well, I woke up early today, so maybe earlier, but like. 
I now that I'm starting to date, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to fucking meet this girl for dinner and eat 2,000 calories in front of her, you know? Yeah, but you look good. So she's going to be like, oh, this guy's a fucking animal. But it's wild when I eat. Like, it's it's real fucking- Really? T- yeah, like I eat- What at, will you eat? Tell me what you'll eat. I would eat at Jamie's house every Sunday, and we would all eat around, like, the kitchen counter, and then they would all leave and go, like, watch TV and, like, Postmates dessert, and then they would come back in to eat dessert, and I'd still be at the counter But, eating. like, what's a what's a- So, right- Can I pee real quick? Of course. Yeah, all right. We're back. You peed. There's nothing like a good pee. And then every morning, part of the like whole diet shit. When I wake up, I drink like sixty to a hundred ounces of water. Yeah, that much every day. Yeah, I've been doing. My agent got me onto to to doing this, and he explained it in a way that made a lot of sense to me. Um, he's like, when you wake up, like he asked me first, like, what do you you know, what do you do? And I was like, ah, oh, you know, pee, brush my teeth, and blah blah blah. And he goes, you know, if you um if you were to go to work, like a a regular job. And from whatever, nine to five, you didn't drink anything. You know, how would you, you think you would feel at the end of it? And I was like, what? I mean, you'd be like dehydrated. And he's like, yeah, and that's what you're doing. Like when you wake up, you you just consumed nothing for eight hours or whatever. And so your body needs it, you know? And so he was like, oh, I try, he's, I think he said he tried to drink like 16 to, 20 some ounces like just out of the gate and i was like oh that's a good that's a good one i like that you know it's yeah flushing your system and then you also have the whole thing of like putting something in you but you're putting water into yourself so i try to wake up now and, and like do 20 30 ounces of water but you do 60 to 100 yeah but it's just that's it's, almost a gallon bro it's it's also like it's kind of easy for like i'm not like forcing water yeah. down like i'm the first 30 ounces is like nothing. Like I'm like, well, yeah. I needed that. Yes, and you do need it. You do need it. After that, it's just kind of like, all right, well, also like I don't drink coffee and I like to shit when I wake up. Mm-hmm. So it's like it helps get things kind of going. Going. Yeah. Yeah. I can do, I can do 60 ounces in like the first couple hours of being awake though. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I mean like probably, you know, like right. My first like 32 ounce bottle or whatever goes fucking fast, fast like yeah. that's you know within 15 minutes it's a good minutes. way to start the day I, I really really like doing it yeah it's fucking great it's just good and it's good to like you know like uh i forget who it was i think maybe like jordan peterson on rogan or something was like got me into like making my bed when i wake up oh yeah and i had never done it until i was like 30 not once like mm-hmm. ever made my bed i still haven't yeah. yeah and then at 30 i started doing it and i haven't missed a single day now wow and it feels good yeah it's just a good thing of like I wake up, you drink water. So then like, you know, it's kind of like going to the gym and then like later in the night you eat like shit and you're like, yeah, but I went to the gym. Like, you know, so it's like every time you kind of walk by, like if shit sucks, like you walk by your bed and you're like, oh yeah, well, like when I when I woke up and everything was fine, like it mm-hmm. kind of brings you back to that yeah. place of like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm everything's all right, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, it, 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 it's a good like, the gym thing definitely is a mood setter, you know, like <laughs> makes you feel like, I've been going now pretty much like six days a week working out, you know, and combination of like cardio is on all six days. And then I have some like, I don't have any restrictions, but I just have, there's days where either the knee or arm will bother me more. So I'll do more lifting with the other, you know, um, limb. Right. But, um, and I still can't, I still can't go heavy, which I miss. I miss like trying to lift heavy weight because it just feels good and I can't. So I, I end up doing a lot more like body weight stuff or just lighter lighter weight, high rep stuff. Um, Do but, you feel any PTSD from your accident, like loud noises or you see somebody full? Like, No, um, I still laugh when people get hurt. Um, 
What about if you had to like get step off a curb or? Oh like- no, I I what the PTSD? I'll tell you, is that's a good one. I um, I look at floors way differently. Like if I'm going to walk <laughs> into like a new a new setting, I'll, I'll check out the floor because sometimes you'll notice wet spots. I had a fucking near panic of um. So when I get home, I usually you know I take off my shoes, right, and I walk around in socks at home. But we have hardwood floors, and oh my god, dude. You know, you don't think about it normally. Sometimes, you know, there's like a little slippery floor or whatever. But when you're like not totally stable and you feel that slip. Whew. So now I either wear wear shoes, which I don't prefer, or I take my socks off because I don't you, you don't slide barefoot on hardwood usually, you know. So that's totally, totally new to me. Yeah. No hospital socks. Nah, it's not going to work, man. I have my own flip flops that I walk around really the yeah my apartment in, just because yeah. it's terrifying i mean I, there's a spot too of in our closet that's hardwood where it's like what for whatever reason reason it's like extra yeah like slippery doesn't like she's like christina's been there remember was because she was talking about i don't know why she's not saying anything now but she was talking about how it was slippery to her too do you think so. maybe she's making it slippery on purpose hoping you Get is hurt what, again? Is that what you're doing? That's fucking evil. Jesus Christ. Just tired of being my suck puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> she um yeah, it that so I look at floors and stuff. I do have a thing where if I talk about it enough, like if I get if I get into the emotions of being there, I'll get emotional. Right. Of being in recovery and stuff, you know, not of getting hurt. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing where it's like you go like man, are you like affected by getting hurt? Like by the injury? I'm like, no, like it, I can just talk about it. I can talk about it for hours and fine. If you talk to me about the emotions of being in recovery, for whatever reason, that would make me emotional. Well, I think you might've said it too, but it's also like, it's how like all those people coming together, like to help you. Yeah. Right. And that like, shit, that shit affects me. Yeah. That shit affects me. Um, you know, the only time, the only time I really cry, like is death obviously is, yeah. is fucks me up but one of the things that makes me get emotional is like if i you know as an actor sometimes you go see fucking i don't even like call myself an actor but you go see somebody who you love perform like you know jamie lynn did like uh broadway a whole bunch of stuff and when they come out at the end and everyone stands up and claps for them it gets me Yes. Like I see them on stage and everyone's clapping again. And I'm sure, yeah, of course. I was yes. like stand up and when people are like standing ovation and people are screaming. I get emotional see, at those. I get fucking, that hits me. Like I'm like, yeah. but, but I, I've been on stage before. Yeah. Like where, you know, at the Emmys they had us on stage or like at the premieres they always had us on and we would like, you're standing ovation. I feel nothing. I, I've i <laughs> gotten, not you know, definitely not every time, but in, in, in some shows, big theater shows, you get a, you just have a rock and roll show. And you get an, an immediate, sometimes there's standing ovations that go like this section, then that section, then that section. There's shows where you say, thank you, good night. And 3000 people pop up and it's a rush, but I don't, I don't feel teary eyed in the least. If I see a standing ovation for somebody and that person receiving the standing ovation is emotional, I get emotional watching them. Right, yeah. But I don't get I don't get emotional. Like I'll I'll be like, "Damn, you know, like like that feels amazing." And I'll walk off like, "Holy shit, how crazy was that?" But I don't it doesn't bring tears to my eyes. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking it's it's weird like 
why I don't know, the whole thing is just fucking I can't wait to go to fucking I'm probably gonna move to Austin but like to see you and Christina do stand up I can't fucking wait to it's so fun I I forgot I've not totally forgot but just doing stand up more the last couple months it really is it's like it's like a like a somebody who goes like I used to run marathons and I took a year off of running right and and like now you go like I went on a run this week and you're like how is you're like I fucking forgot it's like my favorite thing in the world it's what it's what makes me feel balanced and right in the world I mean I'm fucking doing it in two languages and it's so like that's like I feel like I'm doing that almost because I love it so much you know do you feel like you have like a any sort of like different outlook now with everything that's happened like the world your injury this when you go back or is it the same I'm I've said this before but I'm definitely like I'm way more outgoing and way more social. And I, and I, you know, Chris Stefano, who's a, a really great comic, really Hilarious, funny guy. Yeah. He used to be a physical therapist. Oh, really? And oh, he yeah, that's right. unprompted asked me these things. He's like, are you feeling like this? Do you feel like your personality's like that? Like all these things. And I was like, yeah, he goes, yeah, totally normal. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I, you know, you see it all the time for whatever reason in orthopedic rehab injuries. He goes, we just see it all the time. Like people, how like break out of their shell. I don't think I'm like a completely different person, but that aspect of me, I'm, I'm looking like, I don't know. I try to talk to people more, um, connect with people more. Like I enjoy it more. And I don't know why ripping your patellar tendon and breaking your arm did it to me. But I, I, I definitely notice it in myself. And I've talked about like, I've done things where I'm, you know, I'll tell Christina, you're not fucking going to jump in on this. I've told her, like, you know, yeah, I, you know, I met so-and-so and now it just was like, you know, let's be fucking best friends. Like, I'm just way more social and I don't know why. Well, that's, that's what's going Like, cause it, it's happened to me recently because of the pandemic. Like I, that, I, I could I, see that going out back, back out on these dates and everything yeah. where I'm like, yeah, like getting, oh, I'm enjoying getting to know someone. Like, even if it's something I don't like about them, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, you know, you just kind of want, but do you feel like you've noticed that at all with stand up or is stand up the same? I, I do feel like so grateful to have it, you know, like there's, there's things where you go like, I'm just like, I'm grateful for people, friends, relationships, um, my life, like the things I get to do, like this job, yeah. like I, I'm super grateful for that. In stand up, I, I feel like I'm just so happy to be back doing it. You know, I'm just so happy to be back doing it. It, it really is for me. Like I, I try to explain it. Like you said, the pandemic maybe combined, I don't know, with the injury and stuff, but since 2006, I have traveled normally two weeks of every month to do stand-up. Wow. So 2006. So that's what, 14, 15 years of like, like that's normal to me. It is normal to me to be gone doing this two weeks of every month for the, like, for the better part of the last two decades. So to take a year off from it, you know, at first it was like a cool break. Then it felt strange. Then it's depressing. Then it's like, you know, you're like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. And like to feel like to going back to it now, I'm over, I'm elated to be back to it. It's it's the best, man. It's dope. I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, I can't wait, man. And you should come. Uh, I I don't I can't announce it yet, but I have like something that I will announce that's uh it's pretty wild like tour wise I mean it's def it's definitely the craziest tour Cali or no oh 
uh, El Mundo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. And they, they you know the the way that we are, we announce them is like in chunks because you can't just be like here's fucking 300 cities. so like Right. But like yeah, it'll it'll be pretty it's pretty big. I'm so excited. I get to go basically everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. Um well, look, man, this was super fun, and I really, I, like, you're such a natural fit. I love podcasting with you. Thank you for coming. Uh, everybody, if you have not checked out Pajama Pants Podcast, please do so now. Rate, review, and subscribe. Watch it on YouTube. Um, is there anything else you want to plug? Anything? No, just thank you guys for everything you've done for us, and also just like even before I had a podcast, like you guys, like you guys have thousands of hours of fucking laughs and entertainment out there and it's just like you like you hear people say that shit like you make me having to like make dinner fun you know what i mean like i fucking uh, sometimes like normally it could be like man i gotta go fucking especially during corona like yeah to go i get to go cook my fucking 300th meal in a row but like knowing my fucking laptop is there open and i'm watching fucking your mom's house it's just like it's it's so great, you know. That's awesome. And th- by the way, that's so awesome to hear you say. And it is by far, I think, like the the coolest messages to receive are. I see those sometimes. People go like, "You help me out through this period," and you never think that you're doing that, right? right. You're just like, "Oh, we're just like here, we're doing our thing." And it's cool that people enjoy it. So thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, closing song is "It's Charles Whilst Bartending" <laughs> by Hen Dog. So this is a new Hen Dog. Haven't heard it. Excited to hear it. And uh, thank you again, Rob Eiler. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, Hey, Natalia. It's Elliot. You and I, this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Let's not let ourselves get busy. I don't want that to happen. Say around 8 o'clock, 8.15. Say around 8 o'clock, 8.15. I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. What? I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. You're obviously a smart girl. You're about to be a dentist. You're obviously a smart girl. You're about to be a dentist. I'm a recovering attorney with an MBA who's about to be a millionaire in the next 18 months building a digital marketing agency. Well, smart dentist. Let's chill. Let's hang out. Well, smart dentist. Let's have a conversation. Let's not let ourselves get busy. I'll probably get super busy. You'll probably get super busy. I don't want that to happen without us at least sitting down having a little chat. Sitting down having a little chat. Sitting down having a little chat. Be a good time. I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. Beauty is very common. Beauty in brains is not.